Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Love my recurring guests. I always love having them on. Cody Willard, uh, known by many for his uh, work with Fox uh, Business as an anchor and his work with uh, CNBC, as well as the fact that uh, he has a hedge fund, a phenomenal newsletter, one of my favorites, tradingwithcody.com, very forward-thinking investor. And, and today we're going to talk about one area that we've talked a lot about in the past but haven't in quite some time, but it certainly deserves a lot of attention, which is electric vehicles. Uh, I mean, it, you know, the shift is happening very quickly now, uh, Cody. By the way, you can learn more about him at tradingwithcody.com. Is, but the shift towards EV is happening really quick, and it's very interesting to watch. Um, you know, one of my uh, favorite muscle cars is going to be no more, at least not as a gas guzzler, uh, which is the uh, Dodge Challenger, and they're doing the same thing with the Charger. It's like, who can get rid of their, their gas cars the quickest seems to be the new rule. Well, there is certainly a lot of money being invested in trying to build in these electric vehicles and catch up with Tesla first and foremost. There are a few Chinese manufacturers of electric vehicles that are doing it at scale. And then Rivian, a startup that Amazon has funded and is um, purchasing hundreds of thousands, if not a million or something cars uh, and electric vehicles and delivery vehicles and things from. Um, these, the, the, I've owned, as you know, we've talked for years about when I started buying Tesla about three years ago, and um, I own a, uh, I originally bought a Tesla Model 3, and it was the best car I ever owned, which I is why I ended up buying the stock because the product was so good. And then I did a bunch of research and I liked where it had the potential to get this whole thing up and at scale like they did. Um, these days I actually drive the uh, Model S Plaid, which is the fastest production car ever made. And speaking of your, the only reason I bring it up really is because the muscle car thing. I mean, being in this Plaid, it goes 0 to 60 in 1.99. Uh, you can be sitting there at 75 miles an hour on the interstate and need to pass someone and go 75 to 95 and, and literally just at a, 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 a tiny little flick of your ankle on the accelerator. Um, the electric vehicle revolution is, is real. It's going to take some time. The battery, the, the charging situation, if you're not a Tesla, um, is a problem. Tesla's about to open up their charging station to everyone, though, and that will help. But, um, you know, it's it's pretty incredible. I, I think as an investor, I, um, I would stick with um, Tesla first and foremost. I might look at Rivian. Um, I think GM and Ford and some of these legacy automakers are going to have a terrible time trying to build up and make profits on their electric vehicles. So... Um, you got you can't just buy every vehicle company. I'm actually I own puts on General Motors because I don't think they're going to make um, through, you know I think the company might survive, but I don't think the valuation here is, makes any sense. And I don't I think they've got a long road to hoe before they're going to be um, profitable with it all. 
Yeah, you know, one of the things you and I talk about often is, you know, Franken autos, right? Cars that, uh, you know, are trying to put together uh, an EV, but they don't have a seamless bumper-to-bumper uh, way of doing that. There's very, very few, and, and really they're the ones you recommended that take that seamless approach. And that's a big hurdle for, you know, legacy automobiles to play catch-up in. I just don't think they can do it. I mean, my, my wife has a, um, a you know 2020 Lincoln Aviator or something and the system in there you know it's all the the windows are independent of the entertainment system which is independent of the braking system which is independent of everything and uh, you know every little thing that you do in that car has to have its own chipset its own software that runs that chipset Whereas the Tesla or the Rivian or these companies that are building these EVs from scratch, designing these EVs from scratch, you know, they have one singular chipset that ties in all together and the software itself runs all of the car and you only have to rewrite the software one time to make anything change. I mean, you know, you get these over-the-air updates and it's pretty darn incredible it's the the Ford Lightning, which I have not driven and I haven't even been in one, but you go read the reviews of it and people are, you know, the number one complaint is how the app does hardly anything with the car. Meanwhile, the Tesla app will literally summon your car in a parking lot and the Tesla car will drive to you. Yeah. We're just playing on a different <laughs> level. <for> That's different. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, Talk. you know, they're just and, – and, and the hurdle from going from – you know, Ford's had 10 years to study Tesla's architecture and way of doing this, and they roll out this lightning, and it looks sort of half-baked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question about it. Talk about, you know, one of the things that a lot of people think about, Dodge, for example, uh, you know, and this is just cars in general, not uh, not just uh, EVs, as you know, they're, they're limping along, as you've already pointed out. But, you know, they used to have a Dart, Dodge Dart, that's gone. They used to have the Dodge uh, Avenger, that's gone. If you look at their list, there's no cars in their list anymore that are would have been considered entry-level cars. They just don't exist. And they seem to be coming harder and harder to find in a lot of different companies. And I think it's all the more exasperated by uh, the move towards EV because, let's face it, the cost of repair, uh, although you need them less often, it appears, with EVs, and the seamless models you and I talk about, they can be pretty pricey when you do need those. Um, you know, what, what happens to uh, low-level you know, low uh, car buyers? What happens to them? Well, you know, the Subarus of the world are still out there making these, you know, cars that are twenty-five to thirty thousand um, dollars. The there are the it's a terrible car. I think. I mean, I have actually been inside of it, and I just can't fathom someone purchasing the Hyundai Ionic. And Hyundai makes great, you know, gas combustible engines, um, but it just it's not a the, – the, 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 in Tesla's Model 3, when I bought it, it was base price 35000 mm-hmm. I paid a little more than that because I got their all-wheel drive and things. 
But even that thing is now like $47,000, $50,000 at the base level because of inflation and the prices of everything have gone up. And the demand for the car at forty-five dollars to $50,000 is more than Tesla can make right now. I do think the you know there will be twenty five thirty thousand dollars electric vehicles that don't suck that will eventually hit the marketplace, um, but you know it might take another three to five years for there really to be a, a, a Tesla has plans to eventually roll out a twenty five thousand dollars small even smaller than the Model Three car. Those things will hit get to the marketplace eventually. It's just it'll take probably longer than most people want. And in yeah, the meantime, well, I just hope uh, I hope the yeah, feds don't shut down gasoline vehicles entirely. Uh, you know, because that's the game plan, obviously. Well, you know, this is one of those things where you know the government it, it always just meddles where it shouldn't, and frankly, without the mandates, the electric vehicle, especially when they solved the tra- charging situation around rural areas it's just a better experience it's better in every way and yeah that it's going to keep getting better and so by 2030 you would you know you don't you know there's going to be some niche demands for gasoline cars you know probably forever but the the you know 90 percent of the marketplace will prefer electric vehicles by 2030 just because they're better Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think you're absolutely right about that. And for the longest time, people wondered if that would ever be the case. Electric vehicles would be great if they could accelerate. Electric vehicles could be great if you could drive them for more than a couple hours. All of those problems are disappearing. And uh, you, you do begin to see a much more superior vehicle. Cody, we got to wrap it up with that. Cody Willard, uh, tradingwithcody.com. Make sure you read his newsletter. Real quick, a final thought. I'll just say, you know, when I bought that Model 3 three years ago, the range was 290. When I bought the Model S, the range was 400. And like you just hit on, a lot of these existing problems, current problems with EVs will be eliminated over the next five to ten years. So there you go. Final thoughts. You've got to look further into the future than the next six months. That's for sure. Cody Willard, check him out, trading with Cody.com. I am Kevin Price. This is the price of business.